People of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 293. On today's show, we're going to talk about Google Play App Store revenue hitting $11.2 billion as of 2019. I often talk about Google's revenue coming mainly from Google Ads, but there's clearly another source and we're gonna dive into that. We're also gonna talk about how I need to shave my beard and get a haircut. Get a haircut, Kellen. If you wanna know what that's all about, just join us on YouTube. Did you know Dr. Lupo is the latest streamer to move from Twitch to YouTube gaming? So this potential migration is of interest to me because that live stream dollar is a big, big deal. Also culturally, where we choose to put our money. You've got Jeff Bezos and Amazon on the Twitch side. You've got YouTube, Google, um, and those folks on the other side. Google's new AI photo upscaling tech is jaw-dropping. So just imagine a very grainy um, photo from way back in the day. Um, Google's AI photo upscaling can turn that into a crisp, high-resolution image. What does that mean for old blurry photos? The rise of Rumble, the conservative alternative to YouTube. Um, I haven't really dove. Is that the participle of past participle of I haven't dove into? I believe that's correct. Anyway, I haven't dove into that, um, but we're gonna on today's show. And is Facebook the AOL of 2021? Let's start with our main story. All links to all articles are in the description. This one coming from WTVBAM.com. Google Play App Store revenue hitting $11.2 billion in 2019, Alphabet Inc.'s Google generated $11.2 billion in revenue from its mobile app store. They generated that much revenue. So to put that into perspective, they're only taking a cut, obviously, of the total revenue. Um, and so, wow, we are spending a lot of money as a culture on apps. I certainly am. My children certainly are. Attorney General for Utah and 36 other U.S. states or districts are suing Google over alleged antitrust violations with the App Store. Also said in the newly unredacted filing that the business in 2019 had $8.5 billion in gross profit and $7 billion in operating income for an operating margin of over 62%. Whoa. The figures include sales of app, in-app purchase, interesting, and app store Ads, Google's fighting the charges of the alleged monopoly. Oh, me, oh, my. Um, apps are obviously um, a huge market. And for many small businesses, they're almost meaningless. Um, if you look at like a local plumber, there isn't necessarily an app that is completely relevant unless you think Google Maps or things like that. So for many of us, there's kind of this bifurcation of what's relevant um, in regards to apps and what isn't. You've got the main players, obviously, your social media apps. Um, Wells Fargo, you know, Fortune 1000 companies, they'll have an app. Okay, great. We get it. Uber, the rise of Uber, the rise of Lyft. I was trying to get an Uber back the other day and uh, 75 bucks. It was $20 there, $75 back because um, it was at a peak time. So the drivers are not getting that money, by the way not going to them. So in the world of apps, are we okay with the vast majority of that money funneling to one particular provider? 
Obviously, um, the anti-monopolists are going to have their say. I'm a fan of Google Play Store. It works. It does the trick. Um, will we see competition? I guess we're going to figure that out. Attorneys General, according to the article, as well as mobile app developer Epic Games and others separately suing Google, have contended that it generates huge profits through the Play Store by taking 30% of the fee for every digital good sold inside the app. See, to me, they may have a point. They may have a point there. 30%. I mean, if if you are a game studio and, and you just don't really have a choice. I mean, the same is true of search. If a local business, and this has been true for many of the uh, garage door repair companies we work for, if Google says, well, your Google My Business profile is illegitimate, even though it's not, if they make a mistake, there's nowhere to go. There's no alternative. Um, so you you just have to kneel um, and beg <laughs> and run through the, uh, the gauntlet and hope. Um, the same, I'm sure, is true for these app developers. Um, if they are unable to get into the store, there's some issue, or they, that 30% isn't... Um, a decent sort of trade of, of, uh, of revenue. Well, too bad, so sad, pretty much, is the current state of affairs. Google's new AI photo upscaling tech is jaw-dropping. So again, if there's grainy photos that exist, um, now they, are, they can be enhanced to be crystal clear. They almost look unbelievable. Um, but AI is capable of some incredible things. And so imagine, for example, like a World War II documentary with really old grainy footage looking like the highest possible definition um, on your TV, uh, 4K, that sort of thing. That is the world that we are about to step into. Um, the grainy images that we're used to um, are quickly going to become a thing of the past, which is pretty wild. And then, of course, there are apps on TikTok, Snapchat, etc., that um, you can now see the deceased move and blink in there and that sort of thing using AI technology. For example, there's a filter where I saw um, a woman pointing it at her deceased husband, a picture of her deceased husband, rather, and he kind of springs to life. And so we're going to be able to combine that sort of um, technology with recordings of their voice. And then I'm sure we're going to be able to punch in dates when they were born, where they were born, and we're going to start hearing the deceased. Um, and so as it stands today, when I think about my parents who have passed away, I'm, I'm kind of conjuring up what they could sound like. We're going to have full on digital versions of people shortly. Um, so someone will pass away, for for example, um, when I pass away, there's a good chance that my children will be able to download an app or something like that and plug in all this YouTube content, all the words that I've said, and they'll be able to have a conversation with me. Um, they will be able to... Now, unfortunately, the vast majority of the conversations I'm having nowadays are based on marketing and business and that sort of thing. So that will probably change uh, the way that the algorithm functions but there'll probably be a filter of, of like positivity or spirituality. And then it will just be able to say and do things um, with my tonality, et cetera. So I'm not immortal, clearly the soul is, but uh, this body ain't. And um, 
pretty wild uh, where things are going. Um, I don't know if that's better or worse. I'm not sure if I were able to hear my father's voice, hear my uh, mother's voice, interact with them in a digital way, if that would make me feel any better at this point or if it would just make me feel worse. I don't know because it's not real for me. Moving right along. TheVerge.com, Dr. Lupo is the latest streamer to move from Twitch to YouTube gaming. Twitch obviously is um, massively successful. Um, the folks over there are making a good amount of money because they take their cut of the subscriptions. These subscriptions obviously allow you not to see ads while you watch your favorite live streamers. Um, they were $5 last time I checked. According to the article, streamer Ben Dr. Lupo has signed a deal to stream exclusively on YouTube gaming, following in the footsteps of other well-known streamers like Jack Courage, Dunlop, and some other folks in moving from Twitch to YouTube. So this is the nature of the power of a force like Google, because Google, because they have all of the money, and I mean that facetiously, but you know what I'm saying, they are able to do things like this. So it's not necessarily that these, these folks have any sort of loyalty to YouTube. It's the money. Um, because at the end of the day, the platform itself is just not that impressive. And I know that's not true. I'm aware that they're impressive, but they're not as impressive as they were five years ago, which is to say a streaming website is just a streaming website. Um, and Twitch has figured it out. So it's not new. And Everyone wants that revenue and you can just pay people to jump ship because it's really not about at the end of the day, the platform. It's not like, you know, these streamers are in love with Twitch and oh, I'll hail Twitch. Um, they, they ultimately don't care if, if the money is right. So really it's just capitalism working in full force. Um, I hate to use the word bribe because that's not true, but it kind of has that feeling of like a bribe, like here's a hundred thousand dollars and let's go. Um, pretty incredible. So Lupo may not see as much viewership according to the article on YouTube gaming as he does on Twitch. So there are some concerns there. Dunlop and Hofstetter, these are two streamers um, that are moving over, have seen success since moving exclusively to YouTube. However, Twitch sees vastly more hours watched than both YouTube gaming and Facebook gaming combined making up nearly 75% of total hours watched across all three platforms in the first quarter of this year. So basically, you know, these, these folks could be making a bad decision you know, ultimately. And so folks like Dr. Lupo, they are taking a risk and I get that. And so it, it is no guarantee that um, the folks like him um, aren't going to see the beginning of the end. Uh, so it's easy to say, Oh, they're popular and they've got the money and that's fine. Um, but it reminds me almost of a highly paid uh, football player who moves to a different team. They pay him a ton of money and they lose. They don't win. I mean, it happens all the time. So there's still risk there. Um, the rise of Rumble, the conservative alternative to YouTube. This is from Deseret.com. Social media platform similar to YouTube is powering up its offerings by paying some people to produce content and putting popular conservative voices such as Dan Bongino front and center on the site very similar to the article we just talked about um, wherein we have Dr. Lupo, those folks leaving the platform called rumble, according to the article was started in 2013, but it's seen steady growth this year from people who believe Google, Twitter and Facebook collectively known as big tech 
are censoring voices on the right. So we've had many conversations about this in the past with Parler specifically. I am not convinced that these websites in and of themselves, YouTube, big tech, including Parler and, and uh, Rumble here, are inherently um, technologically um, all that different. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we have the technology. And so now it's cultural. It's purely cultural. Now, I don't think YouTube is a left-leaning platform. Call me crazy. Um, but uh, a lot of what's going on on Facebook, and I'm sure you could come up with examples of, of right-wing folks being banned on YouTube. And and come to think of it, I, I actually can recall a couple of things where um, I think Ram Paul was recently given like a censorship strike. So it's very interesting to see these big tech companies act as referees and are they being fair um, in their judgments? Oof. I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. At the end of the day, I am happy that folks are able to create their own communities. They should be able to create their own communities. If folks are not happy with the treatment they're receiving in one digital space, by all means, find an alternative, create an alternative. I'm very happy that we still have the freedom to do that. Um, should that freedom be taken away? Ooh, that's a dark and lonely road. Facebook is the AOL of 2021, our final article of the day. The 1990s had a word for being trapped inside a manipulative notion of human contact. AOL, according to ZDNet.com. Facebook and its ilk are the rebirth of that limited vision. AOL, as it was typically referred to, sent out little discus. Do you remember those? I'm old enough to remember those. Um, we get it. People went online. AOL and a couple of competitors, according to the article, um, offered people online things they could do, such as chat with other people. Mostly the services helped people to get around the difficult aspects of what are known as internet protocols. Internet computers needed to communicate via connections. Yeah, 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 yeah. So many people spent days and days at a time on AOL and other services. The services had only one drawback, which was that they were limited. People couldn't do just whatever they wanted. They could only pick from a small menu of functions. Uh-huh, we know that. So I think the point of this particular article is that uh, things go away. <laughs> things go away. The largest growing demographic on Facebook uh, is old, old folks. And uh, that is unsurprising to me. Um, getting sucked inside the Facebook bubble um, still happens for a lot of people because it is the main mechanism through which they connect. But when you talk to the younger generation, Snapchat, TikTok, they don't want to be on Facebook. They don't even have a Facebook. Um, so it's one of those things. You know, I give Facebook a good 30 years. Um, I think a good 30 years. And there will be jokes about it. And maybe they sell it. Maybe they don't. Um, but I don't see Facebook doing what, what Google did with, with the acquisition of YouTube. Now, Google attempted with Google Plus to get into that Facebook space. But I think the TikTok, Snapchats, those sorts of... Um, upstarts are they're gonna get, grab the attention um of the younger generation many 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 of these tech giants fade um myspace good example ask jeeves i mean there's only one search engine at this point um and facebook 
I think in 50, 100, 200 years is going to be a repository of our generation. And by our generation, I mean 20 to maybe like 80, <laughs> 20 to 90 um, of photos and videos and that sort of thing. Um, but it's incredibly relevant right now, still very, very relevant. Um, and so uh, I'm reminded of Zuckerberg uh, surfing on a lake with an American flag. The photo of him doing that. Anyway, let's recap the articles of today. So Google Play App Store revenue, $11.2 billion. Goes to show that they make money in more things than just Google Ads. Is 30% way too much? Well, they can charge whatever they want, can't they? Um, there is no alternative. Politicians are going to have to have uh, their fight. Google's new AI photo upscaling tech is jaw-dropping. Um, no more grainy images. I give it probably three years, five years where the only time we're gonna see a grainy image is going to be because they intentionally kept it that way. Um, but it'll be so easy to turn a grainy image or even a grainy video into a not grainy version um, as this technology unfolds. Um, Dr. Lupo and others switching from Twitch to YouTube. YouTube obviously has enough money, but they can, can that money culturally shift uh, folks away from Twitch and onto YouTube streaming and uh, Rumble, Parler, conservative platforms, by all means, go right ahead. We should all have freedom to assemble. And if this is what you want to do, you go right ahead and do that. Uh, Facebook is the AOL of 2021. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. Um, at the end of the day, things rise and things fall. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for swinging by the show today. Really appreciate it. If you are like most listening to us on iTunes and Spotify, genuinely appreciate it. We had a, a really good guest the other day and some good viewership um, for Ashwin. Uh, so you haven't, if you haven't checked that one out, please do. That was a that was a good interview. If you're interested in being on the show, info, I-N-F-O, at senditrising.com. Send us an email. We'd love to have you as a guest. And if you want to support the show, best thing you can do, youtube.com forward slash senditrising. Just go click the thumbs up button on a bunch of videos and leave a comment for the algorithm. All right. Thank you all. Appreciate it. See you next time.